How's it going, everybody? Adrian here from The Gaming Observer, and welcome back to the Daily News Update for Friday, January the 8th. We're going to close out your week here with some news. My apologies for my absence yesterday. Uh, I know not a great way to start 2021, but what can you do? Sometimes life gets in the way. Let's jump in here. Uh, First of all, we're going to talk about the Super Data Annual Report, which reflects on the year in video games. Uh, If you don't know, Super Data collects market uh, sales metrics about digital games worldwide, not physical. I'm not going to go over everything because there's a lot. Feel free to read the full report yourself. It's kind of interesting, but here's some of the facts. Overall, the digital gaming industry earned $139 billion in 2020, and that is up 12% year over year thanks to the pandemic increasing interest in games overall. $139 billion, that's pretty wild. Uh, Free-to-play games generated 78% of that revenue, so rag on it all you want, it's making money. And Asian markets took 59% of those free-to-play earnings. And then again, looking at all of the data, mobile games still earn more money than any other gaming format, especially in the free-to-play world, and that's by a wide margin. In fact, the top 8 out of 10 free-to-play games are mobile titles, and one of the non-mobile titles is League of Legends, which is now 11 years old. It is crazy that that is still in the top 10 free-to-play games of the year. Uh, Another title which performed very well was Roblox. It actually did better than Fortnite. We'll talk more about them in a second. And then moving away from free-to-play games, looking at premium games, games you have to pay for. Here's a glimpse at the top 10. You have two Call of Duty games. You have three sports games. And then you have GTA V, Animal Crossing, Cyberpunk, Sims 4, and Doom Eternal. So obviously sports did very well. They saw a surge as real sports were taken off of television and then continued that momentum when the, the live sports returned. And then, you know, all of the other games probably expected though it does still amaze me at how well GTA performs. It was the third best-selling premium game of 2020. That's ridiculous. And then the only other thing I'll mention here is that virtual reality games earned 25% more year over year. That's largely thanks to the release of Half-Life Alex. And then VR hardware is up 19% thanks to the Oculus Quest 2. So anyway, interesting stats, I thought. It was a great year for video games. Hopefully we'll have another great one. Okay, we've known for a while now that the Roblox Corporation was planning on becoming a public company on the stock market, and we've recently learned that they went through another round of funding, raising $500 million and bringing the company valuation to almost $30 billion. Now, just for context, this makes Roblox a bigger company than most other industry giants like Epic Games, Take-Two Interactive. It's a major company. And it's amazing because early last year, they were valued at, you know, only $4 billion, relatively. So they made some really good moves in this preparation to go public. Now, if you're a stock market person, they decided to go public through a direct listing rather than an IPO. I'm not going to pretend to know what that means, but those of you who trade stocks presumably will. Uh, Either way, it's pretty interesting to see how large the company has grown and all relatively under the radar, right? Think about how often we, in, in general, talk about things like Fortnite or GTA, instead of Roblox, which is competing with those games at a very high level. Okay, and the last thing we'll talk about here is that Nintendo has released a limited-time demo for Monster Hunter Rise, which is releasing on March 26th. So if you're itching to get your hands on the game, then feel free to give it a shot. Uh, It is going to feature the new grappling hook that they have, as well as the monsters that you're able to ride like horses. And you're going to be able to do two monster hunts, I think one beginner and one intermediate or something like that which you can do either solo or co-op, which is pretty cool for a demo. 
And then the demo is going away at the end of the month, January 31st. So make sure you play it, uh, you know, within the next month. Now, if you don't know, Monster Hunter Rise is actually considered the next entry in the main series of Monster Hunter. But interestingly, they're releasing it exclusively on the Nintendo Switch. And I'm not sure why they limited themselves with this, because Monster Hunter World is Capcom's best-selling game of all time by a wide margin. And that game didn't even come out on the Switch, it just came out everywhere else. So, I mean, you got to imagine that they're working on something equivalent to World at this point. Or maybe Rise is going to come out later on the other platforms, who knows. Anyway, if you have more clarity on that situation, then I'd be happy to get some updated information. But for right now, it seems pretty wild that this is the next main entry. Uh, Either way, folks, that's going to do it for today. Thank you so, so much for joining me. Uh, If you're a new listener, on weekends, I usually do a special show that is not news related, because news usually doesn't happen on the weekends. So for Saturday and Sunday, it's going to be just some fun shows and then back with the news on Monday. Thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, happy gaming, everyone. TGO After Show, welcome, welcome. Uh, There was one thing that I did not include in that show because, I mean, it's not really news, but it is an article that has been making the rounds because the headline is very funny. Here's what it is, quote, Microsoft tried to buy Nintendo 20 years ago, but they just laughed their asses off, end quote. And I I loved reading this because, I don't know, I'm pretty out of the loop when it comes to anything that has happened in the gaming industry prior to 2018, which is when I started this show. It was just something that I was never really interested in until I had to talk about it every day. And let alone, you know, what it was like in the 90s and the early 2000s, because, you know, I was a baby, I wasn't doing anything. Any of those big events are things that I have to catch up on, and knowing what these companies were like back then, I love getting that glimpse of, of that. So here's a, here's a lengthier quote talking about the Microsoft and Nintendo meeting. Quote, Steve made us go meet with Nintendo to see if they would consider being acquired. They just laughed their asses off. Like, imagine an hour of somebody just laughing at you. That was kind of how that meeting went. End quote. Well, then they proposed, uh, you know, another idea. Quote, We actually had Nintendo in our building in January 2000 to work through the details of a joint venture where we gave them all the technical specs of the Xbox. The pitch was their hardware stunk, and compared to Sony PlayStation, it did. So the idea was, listen, you're much better at the game portions of it with Mario and all that stuff. Why don't you let us take care of the hardware? But it didn't work out. End quote. Either way, could you imagine a future where Xbox was the hardware and Nintendo was the software that it was running on? Man, oh man, what a, you know, Mario on the Microsoft Xbox. It looks like around this time, Microsoft wasn't only trying to get Nintendo, they also had, uh, took a stab at getting Square, which of course was one half of what is now Square Enix. Here's what they said, quote, We had a letter of intent to buy Square. In early November 1999, we went to Japan. We had one of those big dinners with their CEO and Steve Ballmer. The next day, we're sitting in their boardroom, and they said, Our banker would like to make a statement. And basically, the banker said, Square cannot go through with this deal because the price is too low. We packed up, we went home, and that was the end of Square. End quote. I read somewhere else that the, the banker basically said that they wanted to double the amount of money that was offered. And the money being offered, I think, was already fairly generous. I don't know, I can't remember who was talking about this, but... Again, imagine a world where Square lives under Microsoft. It, it feels so strange to think about now. Especially back then, right? Like, Microsoft didn't have a tremendous history with their acquisitions, at least on the on the games side, right? They had Rare for a really long time, just not doing well. Obviously, Bungie was a whole thing. 
Lionhead Studios was a whole thing. Obviously, things have turned around recently with the Xbox Game Studios. By all accounts, it's it's been a, a better environment for those subsidiaries, but... Okay, anyway, there you go. That's uh, that's the story that I couldn't fit into the main show. I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, I'm going to be back tomorrow with uh, something. I, I have planned something. I don't remember what it is, but I wrote it down somewhere. And back with the news on Monday. So until then, farewell. <laughs>